Hey everyone, welcome to the Magical Stories of Healing and Spiritual Gifts podcast. My name is David, I'm here with Megan. Hi everyone. And we are absolutely excited to bring you a very special guest today. Uh, we've been trying to get her on for a few weeks, had a few uh, stumbles on our yep. part, but now we've got her on. Um, a naturopathic and energy healer, breath and brain, ta- brain trainer, uh, also author of a really interesting book I just stumbled across that I was gonna talk to her about too, The Ascension Handbook, so interesting. Um, uh, Dr. Jesse Keener, we're so excited to have you aboard. Thanks for making some time for us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation and that was quite a mouthful of introduction, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, if you, if I, I could clear up anything, right? I, I just, I threw a lot out there. Is there anything? No, that was awesome. I'm not but, sure uh, I remember it all. <laughs> Did I miss anything there? No, I think, well, mom, I'm a mom. mom Had an underwater okay. birth. Uh, that's part of my great story, though. Wow. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we could start with my story if you want. Yeah, <laughs> let's jump right that into it. kind of would... fell out of my mouth, so why not? Let's do that, because uh, you have so many cool things going on, and we are interested in every one of them. So, okay, yeah, well, I'm going to do the short version of my story, because it could be long, and my, my <laughs> medical history until I met my mentor, Dr. Teresa Dale, did did read like a phone book. Of course, that was the days before computer, so files could really get fixed. So at the age of 23, I'd relocated from Massachusetts after college to Austin, Texas. And I really went there because I saw Austin City Limits on TV a few times and said, that is so cool. And I heard the weather was really warm and I was up in Massachusetts dying of freezing cold. So I got down there and everything was great, but my health kept deteriorating. I moved down there in my early 20s. By the age of 23, I was formally diagnosed with full-blown menopause with osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. Um, They told me they really couldn't figure out why I was having regular fainting spells. Not so regular I could predict them, but, but random and frequent fainting spells as well as migraine headaches and severe back pain. And so my my first encounter with the horrors of modern medicine was when not only all that happened, and they gave me a prescription of Premarin, which I went and I looked in the library, what was that? And that's pregnant mare's urine. And they said, you'll be on this for life. And they wanted to give me painkillers and muscle relaxants for my issues. And I just I just didn't feel right about that. In fact, I, I literally went home and tore up the pieces of paper, kind of crying, had my little pity party. And then I just got on my knees and said, God, there has to be a way. You show me the way, I've got the will, but I don't know the way, there has to be a way. I can't. I can't accept this. They had told me that I would never have children. And I'd known since I was six that I was gonna be a mom. I I knew it. Uh, I didn't know at the time that they told me I wouldn't have kids, that I had the gift of prophecy. I had no words for these things that I knew. But one of my spiritual strengths is inner knowing or the gift of prophecy. So when they said, you're never gonna have children and we wanna refer you to therapy so you can learn to live with all these conditions, in in myself, I knew that wasn't accurate. So it did take time. It took me literally two and a half to three years of hanging out, going to the library, looking stuff up, going back to those doctors saying, I think it's my thyroid. I think it's my pituitary. And they'd say, no, we've done the test. You're fine. I got a job for a chiropractor in Austin and he started adjusting me and that really helped my neck pain and my back pain. And he was a Shackley distributor, good old Shackley supplements. And he said, you know, get on these things. And he actually did applied kinesiology muscle testing. I had never seen anything like it in my life. I'm, I'm really just a, from a conservative family in New England, right? What do I know? But he starts muscle testing. He goes, oh, you need calcium. You need this. You need that. So he gave me a bunch of supplements and I started down the path. And I did get better, but not well. And he said to me, you know, to really take your case further, you need to find a clinical nutritionist. Now, this was 1983. And he said immediately after he told me what I should find, he said, and I don't think there is one in Austin, Texas at all. <laughs> it was a small college town. Nothing like it is now, you guys. Nothing. Wow. So, and, and again, this would be a real serendipitous occurrence, but I ended up working for a chiropractor for the year. He helped me a lot. I couldn't handle some of the aspects of what he did. He wasn't a holistic chiropractor. He was more of a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am chiropractor. Granted, he helped me, but I could see, even though I was young, I could see the downside of how he was doing his practice. I didn't like it. So I went to the want ads in the Austin American Statesman, and I found a little ad that said, clinical nutritionist seeks office manager. And I got the goosebumps. I'm like, After a year of working for this certain chiropractor who trained me extensively in clinical management, I knew I was qualified for this job, didn't know anything about what I was getting myself into, went in, applied, got the call, got the job, and I was hired by Dr. Teresa Dale. Now, Teresa has since moved on from her private practice in Austin, Texas, but at the time, 
There were people like Jerry Jeff Walker in her client base. John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods, was in yeah. her client base. Wow. So really, you know, high-end, high-value clients, right? She now runs the California College of Natural Medicine out in, in, in California, and she's really an amazing human being. So she was totally versed in applied kinesiology. She was a homeopath. She was a naturopath. She had degrees in, in clinical nutrition. She was a genius. And when she took my case, after she hired me, she said, I don't, I'm just going to pay you contract wages. You're not going to get paid vacations. You're not going to get paid holidays. However, I will take your case. And I went home after that. And I thought, oh, she's going to be so sorry. She hired me. She has uh. no idea how bad it is. Nothing really fazed her. She went through all of my workup after she did all the blood and the hair and the urine and everything. Then she did a bunch of muscle testing on me. She said, okay, well, we're just going to reverse this. And I was thinking, okay, well, wonder what of my many symptoms <laughs> we're going to reverse. I'm like, what, what exactly? You mean the fainting? You can help me with the fainting? She goes, no, all of it. We're going to reverse all of it. And I was just like, what? And she uh -huh. said, but you have to be coachable. Now, my previous history all the way through college was I was an athlete. So I actually knew what being coachable meant. I knew it was going to mean there's going to be some hard times. I'm going to want to throw in the towel and that inner coach is going to scream at me. Keep going. Don't quit, Keener. Don't quit, Keener. Run, run faster, faster. So I knew what I was getting into on one level. I had no idea. It was like a Pandora's box opened up. Hmm. And she introduced me to homeopathy and herbal medicine. I'd been reading about herbal medicine, but again, this was early 80s. We didn't have the internet. So I wasn't really able to help myself with the herbs yet. But after working for her for two and a half years, I was completely well. We had reversed the menopause. We had reversed the osteoarthritis and the osteoporosis. I had no more lightheadedness, dizziness, or fainting spells. She taught me how to do gut cleansing for parasites and candida. I had candida throughout my whole body. And I was shocked when she made that that prognostation of me. She said, you are like the queen of candida. And I said, well, wait, I've never had a vaginal yeast infection in my life. And she just uh. laughed. She goes, oh, no, but it's coming out of your mouth, isn't it? And I, and uh. I had, I had had thrush. So it was a huge eye opener. And we, you know, she knew my goal was to be able to get well enough to have a child one day. At the time she hired me, I didn't have a, a prospect for a mate, but after two and a half years, I sure did. And she pronounced me well, and she sold her practice and moved to Europe to study with these aging homeopaths that were literally carrying on some, some very high-end work. And these guys were in their 80s and 90s. So um, she left town. I fell in love, got married, and had my baby at home underwater. It was an amazing experience and very transcendental experience. And, and part of my story really kicks in with when I knew I was pregnant. So remember I said I, I knew I had the gift of prophecy. Right around the time that Teresa Dale hired me to run her clinic, I was introduced by one of her clients to a gentleman named Jerry Adams, who was a spiritual teacher. He held free classes. I think we just made love offerings. And she said, this client said, you, you really should come. And I said, well, what, what's it all about? And she said, well, you know, tomorrow night, he's going to teach us how to communicate with our spirit guides. And I was like, oh, I so want that. Like, do you think I have any? And so she says, just come, just come. So I started going to these classes once a week on Tuesday nights. And yes, Jerry taught us how to, you know, get still and how to communicate with our spirit guides, how to use our body for yes, no answers, using the body as the pendulum. So this was going on in the side of my life while I've gotten well, while I've fallen in love and we've planned the wedding and, and we're pregnant. And I'm like, okay, great. And I'm holding, this is no exaggeration. I'm holding the EPT stick at home. My husband's at work and I'm looking at it and it's registering. It's positive. And as I think to myself, oh my God, it's positive. This voiceover, very masculine, very booming says, yes, my child, and you will have your baby born underwater. Wow. Wow. Totally, totally wow, right? The phone rings, and this was again back in the days we had to walk across the house to get to the phone that was plugged into a wall. I pick it up, and it's my dear friend Richard Copeland. He says, hey, what's going on with you? Something's happening, because I just got this really strong urge to call you, and I'm like, well, actually, are you sitting down? And he was a very close friend, and I said, I I'm pregnant. He's like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I haven't even told Peter yet, but Richard, this thing happened right as I was realizing I was pregnant and I shared about the voiceover. And he says without missing a beat, oh, hold on, I gotta get my little black book. I know who you need to talk to. He's back with his little black book. He goes, yep, yep, I've got it right here. Her name is Rima Starr. She is the national underwater childbirth coach. And I'm like, 
<laughs> this is my life. It just happens like this and like this. <laughs> so when I started to meet with Rima, because she had a very strict protocol for preparing you for your underwater birth. So for the entire gestation period, you came in once a week and you did rebirthing breath work with her to clear your own charges about giving birth, the fear, the insecurity, to clear charges that you developed in childhood, that I, Jesse, had developed in childhood from my parents, which would shape and thwart my ability to be authentic with my child, old belief systems, old concepts. So every week I'm doing, you know, an hour and a half of circular breathing while Rima's reciting different affirmations for me so I cannot put all these imprints on my child when when it arrives. Wow. So long story short, Karina was born on May 10th after a thunderstorm underwater and it, it was a beautiful birth. We didn't keep her underwater very long because I was in labor, labor for 29 and a half hours. So we were wow. eager, eager to get her, you know, surfaced. Wow. The interesting thing though is when we did surface her and this, I'm gonna keep talking about breath work as we go here. Yeah. Because it made a profound impact on me and I was breathing consciously the whole birth. When we surfaced her, so her little face is, is coming out of the water, the rest of her's in the water, even the back of the head is in the water, right? And she's kind of just looking around and we're looking at her. I said, hello, and my, my husband said, hello, welcome to the Pleasure Palace, it's planet Earth. And she exhales for her first breath and blows a little saliva bubble, which pops, which startles her. And then we knew everything was going to be fine. <laughs> so it, it was an amazing, amazing adventure. Wow. And yeah. And then about two months after that, I realized I couldn't handle not doing those breathwork sessions. I was like, I didn't realize how important they were and how much I still needed to keep processing. So I decided to invest and I took some courses in breath work and I studied with Leonard Orr and some other people, Phil Lout and Jim Leonard, who were early with Leonard Orr in the rebirthing movement. And then I started doing my own breath work sessions alongside my naturopathic practice. And that's the other part of my story is as Teresa was leaving, I said, I think I really should do what you do. I feel like I have an aptitude. She said, you have the mind for this. You definitely should do this but don't become a clinical nutritionist, become a naturopath and you can, you can do clinical nutrition. But she said, I think that's gonna become legislated a lot sooner than clinical nutrition. So I got my degree in naturopathic medicine and I'm doing a practice in Austin with breath work on the side. I'm starting to have deeper and, and more, you know, sort of surreal multi-dimensional experiences with the clients. The clients are having breakthrough after breakthrough. And I'm like, man, I love this breath work. It is so awesome and so much can happen. And I would play evocative music and say affirmations. I would do groups and the energy moving through those groups. It was, it was really a turn on, I loved it. And nice. life took some twists and turns. The marriage didn't work. And then after several years, I decided to move to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. My daughter was in college on the East Coast. So it was time to, to make a move. And I started at a, at a day spa that had a nice big conference slash exercise room. I started doing groups there started turning on people to breath work, which was relatively new in Fort Lauderdale at that time, which was only 15 years ago, honestly. So uh, a lot of joy, a lot of movement, people breaking through issues, learning how to be in their body, learning how to manage their energy and their emotions better, learning how to be with pain and transforming it. So really good stuff. And then one day, a, uh, a friend slash practitioner at the, at the day spa said, Jesse, I saw the wildest webinar last night and I really don't even know how to start to describe it, but I really want you to see this guy. It's a young man and he's doing this webinar stuff and I recorded it. So maybe we can come to your house. I'll bring my laptop. We'll watch it. I said, yeah, I'd like to. So we sit down I start watching this young guy. He's clearly a young man. He's very bald. He's got a very cone shaped head and he's teaching the relationship between brain waves and our inhales and exhales. And I literally, I, I said, Valentina, stop it. Just stop it right now. Because it was so earth shattering. I had to just stop and be with that insight for a minute. I, I'm a huge fan of disruption slash insight. And most of my life, adult life has been really allowing for disruption and then going, and what's really true about this? And when he said, when you breathe in and out of your mouth, you're, you're promoting a beta wave in your head. I was just like, this is music to my ears. This is, this is starting where I've left off. And I need to know as much as I can about what he's teaching and how to get more. 
And so I ended up following this gentleman who was at that time a complete unknown from Boulder, Colorado named Corey Herter. Corey is about to launch a, a very nice website and Corey has developed an energy stream that when you participate in the energy stream empowers you as you connect with your higher self to either process things more easily, to transmute a negative and neutralize it with a positive and using certain breaths to promote the brain cycling properly through its brain waves. So before I get into the breath more, I want to talk about the brain waves. I know that you both are learning that a lot of what we were taught in school wasn't true. Right. The polar opposite. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of what we've been taught about brain waves isn't the whole truth. It is such a small fraction of the truth and it's such a dumbed down version of the truth that it, it's verging on ludicrous. Wow. So, I believe it. I totally yeah. love, I love that you speak on that. I love and that. I love breath work and affirmation. So yeah, I'm it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. You can get very, very much into an altered state. So what Corey talked about is with the advent of electricity and the way homes are wired and buildings are wired, the, the truth is the electrical grids do negatively influence the brain. And whereas human brains, before a lot of electricity was around them, used to cycle at night, beta, alpha, theta, delta, and they would keep cycling and process all of the charges accumulated during the day by cycling properly at night and there'd be small DMT responses and that would create more lucid dreams. And so humans' brains used to defrag or you know, resolve their charges on a nightly basis. But with the advent of all these electrical grids and then throw in microwave towers and cell phone towers and all this stuff, he says, now brains don't cycle properly. Most of Western culture moves from beta to alpha to theta and back to beta which means they're missing the delta and they never get to gamma. What is gamma? Gamma is a very high level awareness state that comes from cycling the brain properly from beta to alpha to theta to delta back to beta. And you do that a few times and it actually elicits a DMT response from the pineal gland. And for those in the audience that aren't familiar with DMT responses, let me just, uh, just speak about that for a second. Yeah. So DMT or dimethyltryptamine is a chemical that is released by our pineal glands naturally. However, because of how electrical grids, even the magnetic field of the earth becoming weaker, the way we educate people and train them to not move and not be creative and sit in your desk all day. So, so basically, most humans in Western civilization get a DMT response when they're born. Literally, when the, when the head's pushing through and crowning, there's a DMT response. I believe to reward that baby for the struggle it just went through coming down the pike. And when we have a near-death experience, that's a DMT response. And supposedly, presumably, I think it's true, when we're leaving the body, finally at the end, there's a DMT response. But what nobody, about when you're in a dream state? No, because I've heard that too. I missed the first half of the question. Uh, I was asking, um, what about in a dream state? Is that is, so? So that would be a milder DMT. There's a there's a place in our sleep cycle where melatonin starts to shift into a DMT, but it's very low level, extremely low level. So we're conditioned to accept that we're not designed for lots of DMT, and that's just completely false. I believe our original design was for a lot of DMT, because when you have a DMT response through breathing this way, you are instantly connected to the others. You're connected to source. You're in a unity consciousness instantly when it happens. You cannot be in strife. You cannot struggle. In fact, you may start laughing hilariously at how you'd been struggling before you did your breath. Uh, so DMT is a very, very important chemical. And for those new to it, you can look up thespiritmolecule.com. Great. It's a great documentary. Yeah, so the spirit molecule was the name that science gave to DMT. And when I started learning about DMT about 12 years ago, I realized, well, if science calls it the spirit molecule, right. <laughs> that must be pretty freaking important. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sure enough, there are very simple breathing exercises and we can even do one together, you know, shortly if you'd like, but very simple, very short that elicit that DMT response, bathe the brain in DMT. 
Now there's huge therapeutic benefits as well as spiritual benefits. I mentioned the spiritual, we enter unity consciousness, we're connected, we're close, we're loving, we're compassionate. We cannot be in duality in that gamma state, which is the other way of discussing a DMT response. This is not to be confused with taking DMT, smoking DMT. I've done ayahuasca. There are big similarities with doing the breathing and eliciting a DMT response with some of the early stages of ayahuasca. I've done it more than once and I've gone really deep. But the main thing I'm trying to express here is very simple, breathe in, breathe out, do it through the mouth, do it through the nose, do it this way. And all of a sudden the brain just goes boop and the DMT response happens. So I'm just going to pause here to see if I have any questions. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. This is crazy. I would say, well, I just have a comment on it. If I could it. access it without doing ayahuasca ever again, I would love that. <laughs> um, we, right? we, did, we did a breathwork session. I've, um, Megan does this trauma breathwork for a lot of her clients. And, and I utilize affirmations. Affirmations too. also. But we did a breathwork session together uh, about a month or so ago. And I've never had a response. I'm newer to it. I'm still learning. I can still learn from her. But my clients and, have profound um, responses. I, I mean, yeah. just that feeling of you start vibrating like crazy. Like I've never, like literally, like you feel like your hands are going a million miles an hour and you just feel it afterwards. You're like, whoa. So I, yeah. I right on par. That's how people have breakthroughs. I didn't really, yeah, but I'm super interested to hear the science behind what actually is happening, what actually like is the And therapy. this breath work that you're talking about. That's so right. cool. That's so, so cool. again, I, I had been for almost 30 years, a veteran of the mouth-mouth, circular breathing, rebirthing, uh, Stan Groffian breath work. So, Hands down, that's a great way to go. The challenge is you have to do it for a good amount of time to get the effects that you just mentioned, Dave. Yeah. And everyone wants those effects, but it would take at least an hour of good not, work. 90 minutes. We did 90 minutes. Yeah. We did too. So, so, so high, right? Okay, so, so, so check this out. <laughs> what if you could get there in three minutes? Ah! What? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, bring it. Okay. So, so when you do the mouth-mouth breathing, your basic, so, so mouth-mouth is a beta breath. So mouth-mouth circular breathing, which is the traditional conscious breathwork way, means you're gonna be in a beta. Beta manages your body, your physiology, every chemical reaction, all of that's beta. So doesn't it make sense, Dave, that after you're doing that for a while, your body's going, you know, all these physical things are happening. Yeah. At some point, often from the music or the affirmation or just because of the intensity in the body though, you're gonna have an emotional response, right? Yes. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Megan yep. knows Absolutely. exactly what I mean, right? Yeah. So that's an alpha state. That's an actual alpha state. So the body and the brain are sinking up into alpha. If we keep breathing mouth-mouth, we're not really helping that state. But if we breathe mouth-nose, that's alpha. So we can actually quickly move through that emotional pattern. We're not suppressing it, we're literally integrating it, but much more quickly because we're breathing with the fact that it's an emotional response. Then we get into a theta response, which is nose-nose, which is much more of that information seeking. So Megan, I know you'll relate. So once the clients kind of move through the physical aspects of the weirdness of this, and then they have maybe a little emotional release, yeah. then what? Then there's those profound insights, right? Yes. So, so the theta, I think of theta as thinking, T-H. You're just in your mind, you don't even know you're thinking, but all of a sudden you get like a download or an illuminated thought, right? So that's a theta state. And then delta is the blissed out state when you just, it's, it's all complete and I'm, uh, I'm awake, I'm alive, I can't really move because I'm white light. That's more of the delta moving into the gamma state. So, so it's a very simple four breath technology and literally Corey learned this from being in a near-death experience when he was a 15-year-old who had brain damage from a car accident. So he spent many, 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 he, I think he had 346 near-death experiences due to, yeah, due to his brain seizing. So this was after they sent him home from the hospital, after they said he's well, and every three days or four days he would have a seizure when he would have the seizure, he would go to a different dimension. Ultimately, he met beings in that dimension who taught him what I'm talking about. Wow. And they assured him that he couldn't tell a soul because they would think he was insane. Huh. 
Corey's issue was after that seizure would wear off and he would just kind of be back into his body and everything seemed fine, it wasn't fine because all of his memories were deleted. So this became an issue. He could no longer attend school on sometimes he wouldn't even recognize family. He would just look at them and go, who are you? And they would be oh, freaked no. out. So it was like really messy, right? So the more he'd have these experiences, he finally got to the place where he was frustrated. And he said to these beings in this other dimension, you have to help me. You don't understand. When I go back there, I'm ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing works. Can you help me heal my brain? So first they started with sacred geometry. They taught him some stuff about sacred geometry and told him that he could make, he could do some prints of the sacred geometry and that he could work with that, but he couldn't tell them anything else that he was learning. Then they taught him how to correlate the brain waves with the breathing. So when I met Corey on that webinar about 12 years ago, he was just coming out of the closet with all this stuff because those beings finally said, okay, you're mature enough, you've developed enough, you've practiced enough that you can start to share this and people won't think you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> so this is amazing for post-traumatic stress disorder, brain injuries, because again, remember, with the advent of electricity, and I'd also say high stress hormone cortisol, our brains don't naturally cycle properly. In other words, we're stunted in how our brains are cycling today. And unless we do something to ensure that the brain moves from beta to alpha to theta to delta enough times to get a gamma mentality, and science calls it gamma, so it's not, it's not made up at all. There is a state called gamma. That's the state the Tibetan monks pretty much hang out in all the time. <laughs> and in gamma, we're in our superpowers. We're sort of invincible. We are connected to all of it, and it really works. So I thought it would be kind of fun to do one of these breathing exercises together. Sure. And you're not going to lose control, so there's nothing really to worry about. <laughs> but we might giggle a little bit at the end. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're just going to do uh, something that, that Corey called the Sacred G Breath. There's actually a phone app for this called, I think it's called the Sacred G Breath. So you can actually press play on the app once you download it, and it's free. And it will take you through the sequence that we're going to do. Basically, for this particular breath, all of our inhales and exhales are going to be about three seconds in. So like a medium breath, you're not pushing, you're not prolonging, you're not straining. However, a couple of tips, you do want to engage the belly on the inhale and you do want to contract your abs on the exhale. So you're using those muscles very well. You want to make sure your mouth is dropped open even during the nose nose so you're not clenching and gripping. And don't worry if you lose track, just pick up the next thing I say. I'm going to coach every single breath. But if you start to get the brain moving through those cycles, you could go into an early DMT response. So don't worry if you just kind of lose track for a second, just listen and keep going. Cool. So, so just keep your spine relatively, relatively straight. And then we're just gonna start by breathing in the mouth all the way. So this is a big breath here. And then out the mouth. And in the mouth. And out the mouth and in the nose, out the nose, in the nose, out the nose, in the mouth, out the mouth, in the mouth, out the mouth, in the nose, out the nose, in the nose, out the nose, in the mouth. Keep going, out the mouth, in the mouth, out the mouth, in the nose, out the nose, in the nose, out the nose, in the mouth, last one, out the mouth, in the mouth and hold for three, two, one, gentle half breath out the mouth, relax and close your eyes and focus on your head. 
should feel pretty buzzy. And that, my friends, is a gamma oh. response. Wow! I am yeah. insanely lightheaded right me now. Me too. I feel amazing. I Isn't it feeling, great? I started feeling tingles. Me too. Head. I yeah, feel tingles like immediately. Anyone listening, I wish you could understand what that short freaking that blows my mind. If anyone takes, has anxiety, stop and do this right now. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna teach you a technique that we can <laughs> use. The, the same technique I taught you, Megan. Yeah. So I wanted you guys to have the whole spectrum. So that's a that's a longer breath. So we did the same thing three times. Mouth, 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 nose, 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 mouth. And then we went back and did it again. Mouth, 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 nose, 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 mouth. I I'm think of it like still, a circle. I'm still loopy. That's so I think of it like a little circle. Mouth, 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 nose, 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 mouth, mouth, mouth. Okay. Uh, so mouth, mouth is beta. Mouth, nose is alpha. Nose, nose is theta. Nose, mouth is delta, back to mouth, mouth. And when you get it on that third time, you're definitely going to have that lightheaded gamma DMT response. Okay. Now, as great as that is, after many years of experimenting with us, with Corey's technology and these breaths, what Corey realized was that in a gamma state, you can do anything. And it doesn't mean that what you're doing is necessarily positive or necessarily okay with your body. And he had a few experiences where he realized, wow, I need to figure out how to build in some safeties here. Because truly you can do, you can get in a high gamma state and you can figure out how to rob a bank and get downloads on the architecture as an example. So he wanted to what? make it. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so gamma is not necessarily good. It's just a very high energy state. So you can use it for your athletic prowess or you could use it as a criminal mastermind. You could use it for good or you could use it for evil. Wow. That chills like crazy. <laughs> right. So it took Corey a long time to energetically figure out and to, to get it done, which just happened as of two weeks ago, where he developed, again, with help from these beings on the other side, and one being in particular, her name is Dejora. She's a, a female I being. I wanted to ask you, that was going to be my questions today. I'm like, what is that? I did that on him, he had back pain and it helped. Yes, yeah. oh yeah, it always works. So yeah. he, de he developed a system where we can use the breath in a particular way and then ask Dejora to evolve whatever it is that's not working for us. So I, I just wanted to go ahead and teach that because that is really yes. the final iteration of this work. So let's just say, for example, something is bumming you out. Maybe you're looking at a geopolitical situation or maybe you're looking at your economy because you've been closed down from COVID-19. But let's just say you're, you're aware of something negative draining your energy, right? So all you do is you have to stop and give it full attention. You know you have a negative charge that's up, right? So what you're gonna do is you're gonna look around with your eyes open and find a positive in your environment. And this is a very specific form of the brain training. A negative has to get met with a positive. So you find a positive, it could be a rose bush blooming outside, it could be a picture of you know, your favorite family member, it could be anything, it could be a song that you play on your stereo because you're so bummed out you can't think of anything positive, but you always feel positive about this song. So once you have a positive identified, you're gonna do a breath, and I'm gonna lead you through that breath, and it's basically what we did before, but it's just one round. So we're just gonna do five entire breaths, mouth, 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 nose, 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 mouth, back to mouth, mouth, five breaths. So we can do it right now. In fact, I'm gonna suggest that we do do it right now. Yeah. Sure. And, and so I'm gonna suggest we do a mutual negative. Okay. That will help the planet and help humanity in the yes. long run. I love okay? it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So let's just close our eyes briefly and just pull up some different uh, memories of what we've seen recently in the news. The idea of people suffering and struggling, people dying from being in the hospital. We're not going to spend wrong here, so if you've got anything going on and it, I can feel it kind of tensing my throat, I'm going to go ahead and open my eyes. So as soon as you feel like you've made contact with the negative, don't dwell there. Open your eyes and then you're going to find a positive in your environment. Your environment is the entire cosmos. 
It could be a man-made invention. Like right now, my ceiling fan is keeping the room cool. So my positive is my ceiling fan. So you have a positive, Megan? Yep, I got okay. it. David, you got one? Yep. Okay, awesome. Okay, now we're gonna implement the breath. So breathing in the mouth all the way, relax your jaw. Eyes open, mouth, mouth. Mouth, nose. Nose, nose. Nose, mouth. Mouth, mouth. And then we're all gonna say together, Dejura, evolve this. Here we go. Dejura, evolve this. And that's it. I just got goosebumps. Wow. Wow. And there's something about doing thing in threes, too. Well, oh. and I was going to say that. I'm glad you brought that up, Megan, because what we all notice, because we've been training and testing for over a decade now, is that wherever two or more are gathered, it's way more powerful. And when you get 25 people, because when I was in Fort Lauderdale, I ended up finding a, a young man that was sort of struggling, and his name is Joe Vaughn. I said, you got to come see these webinars with me. This guy is outrageous. He's so cool. And at first, Jovan didn't get it. He was dating a beautiful woman named Jewel. And I said, well, come to my breathing stuff. Come come try that. Well, lo and behold, Jovan got it. After a few times of sort of not getting it, he got it. He's now Corey's right-hand man. He leads all the webinars. His wife, Jewel, and, and he are amazing. So uh, we used to lead groups in Fort Lauderdale and do free nights where people could just come and we'd have a, a certain focus and do the breathing and we would get so high the whole room we'd all get so high <laughs> that sometimes we didn't we didn't even know where we were sometimes it was all very peaceful but we'd like kind of like oh that's right i'm still here <laughs> well if the government find out they might make it illegal to breathe yeah exactly <laughs> well and uh yeah so you know those those of you that understand breath work understand that hospital births promote breathing trauma that the, that first birth that an infant is going to take in a hospital is usually not a relaxed exhale. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's what? It's a shock and awe breath, right? Because they get held upside down and whacked, and they go. Yeah, and yeah. when they do that first initial breath into a what, 75, 73 degree room after they've been hanging out in 98.6, because it's a forced dramatic inhale, it sears the lungs imprints the consciousness and they say i will never do that again oh my ever that's traumatic we've been we, we've been so trauma. Yeah. we've been learning yeah. we've been learning so deeply how everything is so freaking screwed up on a side note that, oh, yeah. it's, it's, so much, up. it's everything yeah. everything now, people, now, people granted, are waking up to it, but yeah. granted they'll still breathe fairly fully in other words if you see any hospital-born infant who's pretty healthy for six months, if you put them on the back and they're resting, they'll, their bellies go up and down, right? You, you what a trauma! What a trauma! But that trauma is there. That it's trauma like, is there. And that will still affect them, like forever. Yes. Forever. So then, yeah. and you can check this out. I'm, I'm not going to be inaccurate here, but you might want to see it with your own eyes. Then you go look at a group of seventh, uh, sixth graders, or fifth graders, or fourth graders, and and my favorite is watching four fifth, sixth graders get on a stage for a song. They're, you know, the music's, they're gonna perform, right? And you watch them take that first breath and it's like this. <gasps> and their bellies are stuck. They don't move because all of the indoctrination that started with that first breathing trauma and then trauma after trauma and nobody's saying, honey, put your hands on your belly and push your hands out when you inhale. By the time they're 15, they're backward breathers. Oh which I was, and Teresa Dale just very clearly pointed that out to me when I was on her table and she was muscle testing. She's like, wait, let me see that breathing. Then she goes, no, 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 that's backwards breathing. You're supposed to engage your diaphragm and push out. And I said, oh, I remember my voice teacher. She goes, yeah, but obviously you didn't listen. <laughs> so, so really being in the body, intending to breathe properly means that we don't, <sighs> We actually, actually the upper body stays relatively still. We engage the diaphragm, we fill the lower part of our torso first, and as the breath fills and fills and fills, then we can gradually bring it up into the heart space. But most people are so indoctrinated into backwards breathing. I've had clients take up to a year 
to really have a breakthrough with their breath where when they naturally inhale, their belly goes out and they're not <clears throat> up here like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a critical thing. But what I wanted to say about the little technique that we just went through a few moments ago is this is something that Corey's been working on his entire life. He wanted to have something for humanity that was so special and so amazing that people would be blown away. And it wasn't for his ego. It was because the way his consciousness worked was he could see how much people were struggling and suffering. And he couldn't figure out why there wasn't a simple relief for that. Like, why don't we have something for that? And that really clicks into my story because I remember when I went off to college and I was smart and I got good grades and I got a scholarship to a good college and I found the philosophy department. I said, where are the courses that teach me how to use all of my brain? Oh. You're like, no, no. I said, but no, no, that's not okay with you. Like, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. I'm I was not okay a, I was, with that. I'm I was not okay a, with this. Yeah, I was a psych major, philosophy minor, and nothing. <laughs> and I said, well, should I switch schools? They're like, uh, young lady, you're not going to find that anywhere. It doesn't exist. But it was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, no, this is not okay with me. Granted, I'd done some LSD already at that point, and I did a whole lot more because I really believe in safe psychedelic usage. But I, I still wasn't sure that I was activating all these parts of my brain. With this technology, you can literally over time start activating all these traumatized, asleep parts of the brain that are stunted. Those neural networks are shut off. You can't access them anymore. And I'll give you a classic example. We have, a, we have an aspect, all of us have an aspect of ourselves when we're grown up called the magical child. This is part of the inner child, but the inner child isn't one child. There's several inner children. There's the wounded inner child. There's the kind of the hero inner child. I can do it no matter what. And then there's the magical child. The magical child is the one that actually learns to ride the bike learns to roller skate. They, they see other people doing it, they want it so badly, and they have to overcome some level of fear to succeed, diving off the diving board. So we all have these magical child experiences, but in this culture, by the time we're adults, all those neural networks, mostly for people, have been, have been traumatized and shut off. So people don't have access to that anymore through their neural networks. We do one simple breathing activation where we have them pick a memory from their childhood, and we start processing that using what we just did with the with the five breaths and all of a sudden those neural networks open back up and they have access to that part of themselves anyone that has post-traumatic stress disorder definitely has experienced a shutting down of those neural networks the neural networks for fight or flight are really the ones working so this is excellent for ptsd excellent for anxiety the trick and there's always a trick right is you have to use it and you have to really what I've come to, because I've been teaching this to a lot of individuals lately, what I've come to is we have to make a solemn vow to not settle for disconnection, for duality, for stress, for suffering. We have to, we have to divorce ourselves from that and use this technique to gain momentum over and over. Eventually, we won't even have to do the breath. We'll just say, Tejura, evolve this and the operating system kicks in because we've trained our brain so extensively by that rigorous practice. Yeah. So right now we all have to practice, practice, practice over and over and over. And I can send you a quick uh, document that reminds you of the steps. And yes, because we're adding this to our daily routine. Like, yeah, I, I would, but, but also add it to those awkward moments yes. in life when you're like, fine, For fine, sure. fine. Oh, wow, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> so you want to use it to keep yourself in that flow state or what I call the gamma state. So the app on the phone is really useful because the more you do all three cycles of the sacred G breath, the more you train your brain to do the beta alpha theta delta part well, the more you train your brain to enter that gamma state and, and have a DMT response. So I would suggest that before each meal, you do the sacred G breath. And then use the other technique, which is those five breaths after you found the positive in your environment right. and then the command de jure evolve that. Use that to maintain a really high level of energy and state of mind. Okay. So, you know, you get off the call with the client who's crashing, it might have pulled down your state of mind a little bit. Yeah. So that's what oh. you would use it, right? Or you yeah. go to the grocery store and they're all oh. sold of organic produce and that's when you're going to use that technique so you don't enter yeah. that charged state. 
what's going on our planet right now is we have way too many people engaged in those highly negative charges oh 100 oh yeah and we yeah. really need to change that and the only way we're yeah. going to change that is teaching this technique it's free we don't have to pay anything to corey thank you corey but it's free anyway and it doesn't start. take long and it takes less than three minutes right wow. like that's amazing it's amazing it is amazing. and it did work he had back pain and i was like all right we're gonna we're gonna try this it's insane like i have had zero and he's been doing then. it for a long and i'm time. saying right now i mean i 100 was not we didn't even know we were going to talk about this on this call since that well, happened i knew i was oh, yeah but <laughs> and, uh, doing crossfit i injured my lower back like a year and a half ago and i haven't really been able to do i mean it's been just anytime i've been over anything there's been a little bit of lower back pain and she, she was like, it. you're amazing. I'm like, yeah, I've had nothing. Dejora is amazing. <laughs> I had to go move my mom with all of her stuff, which is an insane amount of stuff in her yeah. truck. And I, my back is fine. It's mind blowing to me. I'm like, yeah. what the heck just happened? I even had him, I said, Dejora, like, let's go deeper. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was like, we did all of that. And it good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point that Megan just made. So if you don't feel like it's working pretty quickly, so for instance, when I have something that's a negative and I do the technique and I say, Dura evolve this, if it's working quickly, I literally feel my brain kind of, this, it's doing something different and then that yeah. goes away. Or I'll feel a little lightheadedness after the breath that's more pronounced. But if you don't, if you feel like nothing happened, I did everything and it didn't work, it is because you have a lot of charges that are running deeper around that issue. So say if it's a back injury, you could have issues going with multiples of injuries from childhood, right? You fell down, you broke your toe, you did this, you fell off your bike. So you don't know all those charges are up, but what you do is, and it's actually not a bad procedure to learn. What you do is you go back to the negative, like, okay, my back is hurting. So you close your eyes, you go, my back is hurting. And then you go deep into the negative. And this is, it can be actually kind of fun. I call it putting on the pity pot where you're like, oh, and my back really hurts and it's never gonna get better. Why is this happening to me? I hate it when, you know, I'm just so, oh, I'm just like, I can't stand it. I'm mad at the pain. And what if it's always like this? God, that'd be horrible. Then you open your eyes, find a positive. And I recommend finding new positives as much as you can. Do the breath and say, Dejora, evolve this. And because you've brought up all of those charges from your depth, it's going to have a profound effect. Wow, that yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I, what I've learned is the things that, that sound the kookiest in life are the things that actually work. That is what I've <laughs> learned. So like, oh, it's true. It's absolutely true. The first time I saw muscle testing, I'm like, say what? Like, yeah, he thought that too. I was, I homeopathy, was, oh, homeopathy. I was like, what? The first time I saw her doing that, I was like, all right, really? And uh, now, yeah. now I get it. And now I get it. But years ago, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, I mean, really, I had I had all the band-aids ripped off. Those two and a half years I worked for Teresa Dell was just unbelievable. The exposure I had to all these yeah. things that seem crazy, but they work. Exactly. So, yeah, so it's really cool. And um, you can use this for injury. You can use this for really anything. And, and that's what's so great about it is that it, you don't need a different technique for every different thing. If it's physical, you do the same technique. If it's mental, you do the same technique. If you're upset about your finances, same technique. And all you have to do is acknowledge the negative with your eyes open, find a positive in your environment, bang out those five breaths and say, Dejora, evolve this and voila. Wow, that, that is, is so cool. awesome. I'm so glad I learned this. Yes. I know. Sure it's that. such a great shortcut. I mean, that's the thing. Remember, I had I had almost 30 years of breath work. Many miracles I witnessed. Many transformations did I help steward. Yeah. But I'd never seen anything that worked this fast and that yeah. literally was a process of training the brain to cycle properly. And that's a huge issue. So I, I think that, that if people can just kind of get past their intellect on this, that's always one of my little challenges yeah. is I have to know how it works. But what Corey taught me is actually, no, you don't need to know how it works. You need to work it. Right, yeah. right. And, and if I it's in care. your best interest to know how it works, the more you work it eventually as your brain develops, you may actually understand how it works. He has explanations for it, most of which are beyond my scope, to be quite honest. Wait, wait However, a second. Where are your sources that this works? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't so, see and, this on CNN. 
We didn't see this on CNN. So I'm just going to go a little bit further here because it's kind of fascinating. One of the things that he taught us early on, he did a webinar and he said, Theta is not spirituality. That was the name of his webinar. The entire two hour webinar was focusing on how because brains don't cycle properly. Remember what I said? The brain goes beta, which is your body stuff to alpha, which is your emotional stuff to theta, which is your thinking intellectual stuff right back to beta, leaving out delta and screwing up the system, right? So theta is when we're in theta, that's when it activates the need to be right and the need to know. So think about our society. It's all about the body some emotion and you need to be right and you need to know. Mm. Leaving out Delta, which is completion, celebration, you know, expansion, (laughs) leaving it out completely. So if you think about our geopolitical situation, and this is what Corey was pointing out in his webinar, people are stuck in theta. Think, think, think. I need to figure this out. I need to. I need to run these worry thoughts. I need to. And I, and I, I have can't... to be right about all this. I have yes. to be right. Or at least I have to. I have to thrust myself upon the speaker to prove how this works. Right. And so, there are a lot of people out there in spiritual communities stuck in theta. How do we know? Because they don't process their emotions and their bodies break down. And that was his big zinger in the, in the webinar. When people are stuck in theta, they're always seeking more information, but they're never integrating it into the body. And the information that we seek must get integrated into the body. And as soon as I watched that webinar, I realized, oh, that's why there's so many like overweight Reiki healers and obese you know, channelers and all these people. They're stuck in their information gathering process and they cannot bring it down. They can't ground it. They can't make it integrate into the body. He said, when someone's processing properly, the more their their consciousness expands, the healthier their body becomes. But because of this handicap with modern brains where they don't complete the cycle and go through that Delta phase, everyone's thwarted. So- I feel like that's one of my issues. Oh, I guarantee it. Everyone. So so just so you know, everyone was stuck in theta when we started. We were all the same. Only Corey was not stuck in theta. Every student was stuck in theta. So we all start as products from the culture. It's an invisible training that keeps us stuck in the theta mode so that we can be good worker bees. We can do our jobs. We can, you know, we can sign, seal and seal and deliver that thing, but we never get to that complete integration and that next level. So when you, when you cycle properly, the brain can level up. When you don't cycle properly, the brain doesn't level up, but jobs get done, conversations get had. And unless you're in a more gamma state, you wouldn't recognize the difference. I can recognize when someone's stuck in theta now, but my first five years with Corey, that's all I worked on. <laughs> that that and being emotionally upset about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's good to know that everyone starts out stuck in theta because our culture emphasizes information so much. It doesn't emphasize being, which is a gamma state. It's just being, right? That's what the Tibetan monks have mastered. Our culture prizes the information and being right. So it's a recipe for being stuck in theta. If you do the sacred G breath on the, on the phone app, that'll really speed up your processing of cycling and you'll, you'll shorten that timeline of being stuck in theta. But it is, it is interesting. And, and now I'm at a state where I really don't ask the question, well, how does that work or anything like that? If it's about the body and it's a new subject, I might ask, well, how does that work? But other than that, I'm like, no, no, no. All I have to do is work it. I don't have right. to. I don't have to know everything. You just get to ex- actually, well, you experience it. You experience. Yeah, it. You, you have that. You have the experience versus it's it's outside of us and it's an intellectual property there. And when all that really matters is that it works. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So what about doing this breath work before bed? Does that mm-hmm. would that help people that have problem issues with sleep? It does. And you know, I, I get a lot of people these days that are having insomnia because of the geopolitical situation. Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe maybe they're not really clear what's happening on our planet right now. So when you wake up at night, the best thing to do is that sacred G breath. So mm-hmm. when I learned that that was sort of his his primary foundational breath, I said, okay, I just got to memorize that. You know, fortunately I had learned a foreign language in school. Fortunately I had learned a musical instrument in school. So memorizing short sequences wasn't hard for me, but I do recommend you memorize the sequence and then do it before bed. And then if you wake up, 
do it again because you can really get your body into that peaceful state, you know, very readily. I'm trying that tonight. Trying it. it tonight. Because On the other hand, you can do it when you're exercising. And I blew my trainer away in Fort Lauderdale when I had done a webinar with Corey. And he said, just try doing the sacred G breath with your workout. So what would that look like? That would look like I'm going to fill my lungs with air. <gasps> Interesting. Wow. You get stronger and smarter and you build what he calls gamma muscles. So what happened was I went in and I told my trainer, I said, Leanne, I'm going to do this funky breathing thing during my sequence. And she put on the weights and got me in position. I said, okay. She said, I want you to do uh, 15 reps. I said, okay. I banged out the G breath, which is 13 breaths and just finished with two mouth mouths. She said, okay, let's do this. Then we came back. And she said, let's do this one again. Now, typically, you're not gonna be as great on the second time as you right. were on your, right? Yeah. I did better, I did better on the second. She was a little bit shaken by that. She said, well, come over here and let's do this for a minute. And then we came back and I did it again. She goes, oh, you were best on the third. She goes, nobody does that. How did your you muscle, do that? Your muscle wears down the more you use it. That's weird. Not when you, not when you do the G breath. What? So you can do it when you're walking. Now again, you're going to get high, so you can't do all the time you're exercising the G breath. You're going to revert yeah. to some mouth mouth to stabilize. Otherwise, you'll just be like, oh. <laughs> you know, when you're out walking the hike and bike trail or doing doing some hiking, you can just bang out a G breath and then just go back into your mouth mouth and have a little reverie and a little moment. But it's really great with movement, and it's it's excellent for when you feel stuck, like you just. Maybe your body is saying, I don't want to exercise. And you're like, no, I haven't exercised in two days. Okay, but if I do the G breath, I'll want to exercise. Because we start wanting that DMT response. There, there is a, there's an inherent desire that I think is good where we want what our brain was designed for. So the moment we start seeing that we can do that cause and effect and we can have our brain optimized, then we're going to want to. That is amazing. Wow, thank you for sharing that Wait, with this us. This has been amazing. This has been the most like we didn't really have to ask that many. educational and least questions we've ever asked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited to implement this stuff and yeah, see how yeah. it works we're, for we're us. Definitely yeah. gonna talk, we're definitely going to be talking with you offline too. I love Oh, yes. I'm going to be reaching out to yeah. you. Oh, yeah. for sure. That would be great. Now, there's, listen, way, there's way too many synchronicities here. Oh, good, good. And you guys know I'm moving back there, right? Like in the fall. I'm, I'm coming. I'm, yes. looking at, I'm looking at San Marcos, Kyle, Buda. Uh, and Canyon Lake right now. I, I don't oh, want to be I love in Austin. Canyon Lake. Yeah, I like the vibe there a lot. I like the, it's got a good resonance. My, my family used to live there. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah so that's ho hopefully Tajora, Tajora, evolve that. <laughs> we live in Kyle right now, but we're looking for land in uh, either Drifter, dripping spicewood, spicewood, dripping springs, and stuff. So within about a year to two years at the most, we'll probably be getting. Sir, I want out there. you to mentor me. I am just fascinated by this you. This is amazing. We're definitely. I can do it. This is so yeah. cool. Uh, well, well, well Jay, bring us up to speed on what you're doing now. What, what are you? What are you doing now? Where are you working? Well, and I, I still I've had a remote practice in naturopathic medicine for the last three years. Okay. I don't actively seek new clientele. Everyone comes to me word of mouth. I'm very I'm very much not on the beaten path, and I don't really have a, a clinic anymore. I've had many many clinics, and it's been great. But about three years ago, we decided to move from Fort Lauderdale to Austin. At that time, I was like. I don't want to get a new clinic. I've had clinics. And my husband just said, you know, you could do this all remotely. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you're right. I have done FaceTime sessions with clients whose cars were broken or there was a hurricane or whatever. He's like, well, why don't you just do FaceTime or Zoom sessions? And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. So, yeah. you know, it, the only change I had to do with that besides the technical aspect was I was used to my client on the table and I would stand up and I would muscle test with my arm, right? And their arm. So now I just do the O-ring muscle test and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, okay, it's me muscle testing. They're like, okay. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that type of muscle you, you mean, testing. You mean you don't, you didn't want the five-year lease and all the overhead? That's I weird. I did not. And the employees <laughs> and the FUDA and the FICA and the... <laughs> so yeah, so, so you just calibrate it to the universe, thumbs and pinkies, you make the O, and then you say strong is a yes, or if you're testing an organ, obviously strong means a strong organ. So strong is a yes, and weak is a no, and then you're calibrated, just like using a pendulum, you calibrate, and then you can, now again, if your energy's good and you're not spiking cortisol, you'll probably get pretty accurate results. One of the latest things I've seen and kind of where my work is with natural medicine is, Everyone's got too much cortisol or stress hormone. 
and it really changes brain function. It changes your neurological stuff big time. And a lot of my better clients that I've worked with for a number of years will get wonky answers when they muscle test when their cortisol is too high. Just makes sense. Cortisol is designed for kill or be killed. Yep. <laughs> it, it's yeah. not a it's not a high energy state where your body and your mind are receptive to this is strong and that's weak. That, no, it doesn't work. So if you're upset, if you're dehydrated, if your uh, cortisol is too high and you haven't slept, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what herbs do it. No, it's not going to work. Um, I'm fortunate in that I've been muscle testing now for almost 35 years. Oh, <laughs> so. Nice. So I, I really know when I can and when I can't. And if I can't, it's because I need a de jure evolve this technique first, get myself right, and then I can recheck what I want to muscle test. Um, but yeah, I think the more we do the brain training, the less, the less we, so for me, a lot of what I do with muscle testing, it's almost like it's for show because I already know a lot of the answers. One of the things that Corey taught me to do was to be able to, after I did a breath, go sit in someone's brain and literally just sit in their brain with my consciousness and just discern what's going on in that brain. And if I sit there for maybe up to five minutes, I'll get a message from the brain. And it can be something I never even knew about. Like, I'll give you an example. I had a client that was low on GABA. Now, GABA is a neurotransmitter. When you're low on GABA, you end up having a lot of tension, a lot of pain. He was in construction. You can bet he had a lot of tension, a lot of pain. But if he took a GABA supplement, which his body said it needed, he would get a migraine headache. It was horrible. So I went and sat in his brain, and his brain said he has a genetic insufficiency. He cannot get enough B3 and B6, and it's preventing him from making his own GABA, and his body wants to make its own GABA. It doesn't want other GABA coming in. So you need to get him on the B3 and the B6. Totally wow. handled it. Totally handled wow. it. <laughs> now, I could have muscle tested for a week straight on that one thing and I wouldn't have come up with the answer. But because I sat in his brain, his brain gave me the answer and I was in a high gamma state, so I was able to do that. It's not magic. It's just staying very quiet and very calm and just using intention and being that beginner's mind. Like, I really don't know what I'm going to find in here and I'm curious and open to see. So it's, it's, my healing has taken on new perspectives and new proportions because nine times out of 10, I already know what's happening just by listening to their voice and the rate of their speech. And I can tell all kinds of stuff about the body. Wow. That's my problem. I start, I talk fast, I get excited. So well, you have like, a lot of cortisol still from your trauma. Oh, I feel it. I <laughs> yeah. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel it. Yeah. We, that, that's not that hard to manage, especially if you use the, the breathing technology. One of the things that Corey did with the breath, because I had actually worked on his body a couple of years ago, and he had a lot of trouble with cortisol also, had a lot of times where he couldn't sleep or would just have you know anxiety attacks and have to go lie down and breathe. So yeah. he, he coded into the breath some energies to help with the cortisol. So the more we do the breath, the more our bodies kind of get trained on how to regulate cortisol. We could do a whole session just on cortisol, but America has way too much cortisol. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, and so anyone that starts doing these breaths regularly is going to start enhancing their ability to manage cortisol. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, that like we so all cool. like that's amazing. People yeah. don't realize how powerful they are, and right. Well, that's the whole that's the whole giant con is that we're you know we're con to believe that we don't have the answers, we're not powerful, and we cannot use all of that brain. Right, <laughs> and that's that we right. only use what ten to fourteen percent of the brain. How ludicrous is that? That's uh, ludicrous. <laughs> Anyone yeah. that's done a psychedelic knows they're in a different part yeah. of the brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's we're big, big advocates of uh, responsible, safe psychedelic use. Yeah, absolutely, me too. And I call it brain food. Like it's it's yeah. true for me. It's brain food. I don't do it often. Maybe once or twice a year, depending yeah. on yep. the substance. Yep. Always planned. You know, literally everything from I have to clean the house head to toe. Everything Very has to be bright and shiny. Cere sacred, yeah. sacred, yeah. sacred yeah. space. Get it all set up. Have some sprouts in the fridge. Have some you know some fresh fruit ready and then then have a very specific intention. intention and of course the last 10 years that I've done it I've been using the breath work that we've just been doing today during those journeys so oh, you know, wow. yeah sure it's very powerful because you can feel like okay I'm, I've plateaued a little bit and oh let's do a G breath and you bang out the G breath that is so cool we got a 
we got to set up a live call sometime with our community. Uh, on, that would be fun. And, and we could do the breath with them. That's what I'm saying. We could, like, I'll oh, let the yeah. whole community, we'll plan it like a weekend. Hey, at this time, let's you know, do we'll, it. We'll introduce it. Hey, she's going to be speaking on all this and yeah. just do a live thing and publish it everywhere. Just go live. Oh, we'll get so high getting all the bodies together. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. I, I mean, know. to me, it's like, this, this is as good as life gets is right here. And you guys saying, oh, we could get the whole group on here because I know what it's like when you get a bunch of bodies breathing together. Oh, and it's a geometric expansion of results and everyone's going to get ripped and have a great time. <laughs> oh, thank you so, you so, so much. Fun. You're so welcome. It's just been such a joy. Um, well, man, I, the last thing we always ask everyone that comes on, we leave with one question. Okay. Uh, if you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? It would be to do the sacred G breath for sure. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Anything's possible with the right brain. Oh, I love that. Well, you are going to be hearing from us quite a lot. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so cool. Thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. You guys are a delight. You know what? So cool. what we're going to do, we're going to circle back. I have another podcast Monday after our, I've healed. All right. Nice. Oh, and yeah, let's do. Yeah, we should mark this date in time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Epic. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Thank, yeah. you, Thank you. You all, too. Enjoy. You have a wonderful Bye. day. Happy healing. Yes, you Bye. too. Bye-bye.